have been taught and i grew up in a christian household as well to leave it to god right and um so i think the 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 answer to some of this is that it doesn't have to be either or it doesn't have to be mental health or faith-based I think that we need to learn to use both of them because your faith, your belief system, it's a tool. It is a tool to be able to get down your, on your knees and pray if that's what you believe in. It's a tool. And a lot of people will say that they feel more grounded when they pray. They- everybody welcome back to another and i do mean another episode of this amazing show the cvmk show because it is what it is i am your host mr cvmk himself cody vernon marshall kelly for those who know you know and it goes down i want you to connect with me on every platform i mean every platform i mean it's four letters y'all cvmk how difficult can it be put it in youtube put it in the search bar hit share like the notification bell Instagram cvmk33 it is what it is underscore show and cvmk global where the best and i do mean the best supplements are i got one with me right now because i had to bring it with me the protein transform because that's how it gets down that's how i recover uh that's how i stay uh young because i'm not that young but that's <laughs> that's how i do these things we have an amazing guest you know mental health is an avenue of advocacy that needs to be mandated something i personally believe uh i believe in it uh, i think a lot of the complexity in the world is because we won't deal with the truth of society and the truth of our own inner workings. And when you're not willing to deal with oneself, oneself will deal with you. So I brought in somebody who is much more educated in this uh, vein, in this avenue, in this niche than I am because I'm going to mislead you down the wrong path unless we're praying and then I got you. We talk about Christ, I got you. Anything outside of that, you know, you might need somebody else. So I have none other than fantastic Nadaria. Nadaria, how are you doing today? I am good. I'm loving your energy and I am good and happy to be here. Thank you. Happy to have you. Well, look, Nadaria, those who know, know, but maybe you knew, you're new to this tribe, new to this village. If you could just give an introduction on who you are, what you do, we'll get into it. Sure. So my name is Nadaria John. I am a licensed clinical social worker. I am a private practice owner. The name of my practice is North Node Therapy. We're based in New York. Uh, my practice is a group practice. I have a team of clinicians and uh, we're, we're focused on providing racially competent and culturally competent care within the BIPOC community. I also am the owner of Creating Change Coaching, which is my coaching practice. And um, I have a journal. I am also the author of creating change guided wellness journal so that is a little bit of who i am and what i do you see why i brought the dare on you see all the things author coach 
owner, clinician, all the things that, you know, we need in society to really help us just be better human beings as a whole. Well, look, I'm super excited about you being on the show, super excited about having you. Uh, my caffeine content has got me stumbling over my words right now, uh, but it's going to be an amazing show. You know, one of the things um, that I always like to start with is the why behind it, because I think there's a lot of voices and i don't you know pseudoscience pseudo wisdom and pseudo therapy is dangerous right i think instagram should be a platform for visibility but never for truth if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah and you know i'm always investigative or i'm always curious about the reasons why anyone goes into the field that they go into right so why did you go into therapy? So, um, why did I go into therapy? I'll say that um, when I was a younger girl, I I came from a Caribbean household, right? And uh, my parents uh, pushed me to become a doctor. So as a little girl, I grew up with the mindset as I'm going to be a doctor one day. I'm going to be a doctor one day. And as I was getting older and getting to know myself and who I am and what I actually liked and my interests, I realized that... Um, I was interested in talking to people and I was interested in helping people and um, I like problem solving. And I was always the younger person in the crew, but yet my opinion was sought after and valued and I enjoyed helping people just work through whatever they had going on. And uh, when it was time to, you know, declare a major and go to college, I realized that what I really wanted to do was talk to people and help people because it's what I did. It's what I did for free and I enjoyed it. And it's what I wanted to develop a skill set to really do. And so I decided to become a therapist, um, a social worker to be exact, because, um, you know, after some education, I realized that the field of social work just creates such a large umbrella for me to be able to help people um, from various aspects. And that's what I did. I became a clinical social worker. I like it. I like it. Uh, So, you know, from your experience, right? So, you know, you you feel this calling, uh, you get pushed, uh, and I think parental guidance is absolutely needed because you need to push children. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, look, I, I appreciate the uh, uh, the medicinal uh, route, uh, wanting me to become a doctor. In this field of being a doctor, I think this is where I can excel, right? So I'm going upon this path, and and you go into uh, clinical work and as a as a social worker. So I'm sure you have encountered traumatic experiences, things that would keep the average uh, person up at night, that they would have to, you know, take sleepy time tea and ashwagandha uh, just to kind of like vacate. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. So trauma, trauma is real, right? Is it, is it as, is it as, uh, is it in everything? Like, can we can we assume? First of all, I'm sorry. This is a long question. So let's break it down. First thing: Has everybody encountered or experienced trauma? Has everybody, I guess, partook in it, or has it happened to them? I wouldn't use the word everybody, but I would say that it is a it is safe to assume that most people have experienced some sort of trauma at some point in their life, right? Because we have to think about trauma is not only what you experience; it's also there are things that we witness or learn about that can be traumatic to learn, 
right? Traumatic to see. Think about, you know, I'm growing up, especially in a black community. Yeah. And the things that we learn about, the things that we see on a day-to-day basis, a lot of it can be traumatizing to just witness it or to just to learn that this happened to someone that you knew or someone that you know or someone that looks like you. That's true, because I, I met uh, Mammy Till Mobley, and I remember being 10 and uh, listening to the story of Till, and uh, it destroyed me as a youth. So let's, 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 uh, let's go. Is, is trauma, therefore, treatable? I would say yes. And so let's talk about what that means, right? Yes, trauma is treatable. When someone is experiencing trauma, what that often means is that they had this experience that was really scary, frightening, or upsetting, and changed the way they function, changed the way they live their life. And so they tend to then have these this residual stuff that's showing up for them. They tend to have these sensations or these emotions that are showing up in their body every time that they think about this situation, every time something triggers that, and they tend to find themselves really being upset and constantly in the past living in that trauma. And so in treating that trauma, what it is is helping a client or a patient learn how to live in the present and learn how to manage those symptoms, manage those feelings, and what to do about it when these things that are upsetting them and triggering them continue to show up for them. Um, A lot of times in treating trauma, what that means is teaching a client how to do meditation, how to do visualization, how to do breath work, how to do movement. Um, Trauma, as they say, it lives in the body, not so much in our mind. So it is working with the clients, not only doing talk therapy, because that's important. Um, Clients want to be able to tell their story and talk about what happened to them and what they experienced, but also then teaching that person as you're talking about these experience or this particular experience that happened that was traumatizing, how do you take care of yourself? These sensations are going to show up for you. How do you learn how to navigate that so that it no longer gets the best of you, right? Because what happens oftentimes is this person, again, they're reliving this experience and it's upsetting. It's really, really extremely uncomfortable. And they don't know what to do about this uncomfortable feeling. In therapy, what I teach a lot of people is that this feeling is really, really uncomfortable, but and it's frightening, but it's never going to kill you. So if you can learn, and that's that's eye-opening for a lot of people, right? Because a lot of clients will say, I went to the hospital, I went to the emergency room, I thought I was having a, a, a heart attack. Yeah. Right? And so in just just the knowledge that this thing is really uncomfortable and it's really scary, but it's never going to kill you. And so if you can learn how to tolerate it, work through it, manage it, that in itself is treatment, right? Because then that means that those sensations that once frightened you no longer get the best of you because you know now, hey, this thing can't kill me. I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to notice what's happening to me. And just as this thing showed up for me, it's also going to go because the feeling also goes. And the central nervous system has a way of just taking care of our bodies. And so sometimes clients need to just be in therapy to learn that information and then to learn other tools like, you know, breath work, yoga, uh, meditation, visualization, figuring out what works for them. So, yes, trauma is treatable. I like it. We're going to go into this treatment of trauma because uh, I want to unpack that and, and I think really explore. And, you know, obviously, as the, the Christian skeptic that I am, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 discuss quick word from our sponsors. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. 
All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cbmkglobal.store. All right, y'all, www.cvmkglobal.store. Get the pre-workout superpower or warrior thirst. Get the protein transform, the BCA saucy, and from the men and the women, the super thick creatine. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. www.cvmkglobal.store. So, Nadira, you brought up uh, the treatment of trauma. You brought up visualization uh, breathing, uh, yoga, um, these mechanisms to treat, uh, the bodily response to what you encountered, right? Um, why are, why, why is, or why are probably why are grammatically that so needed? And then how much power, because my, my therapist said something to me, she said, you know, feelings are not facts, but they are real, right? So how do we manage those feelings with these activities? So with these activities that I mentioned, we're talking about managing the sensations that are showing up for you in your body. Okay. Right. And so, yeah, your feelings and your emotions, it's not facts, but like your therapist said, it is real. The sensations are also real that are showing up for you in your body and helping clients identify like, this, okay, so this feeling shows up for me in my stomach every once in a while as I'm reliving my my trauma. Okay, so what can we do about your stomach? What is the movement? What is the breathing exercise? What is the thing for you that we're going to do to help you manage that feeling and navigate it so that it no longer gets the best of you? What What do you think? So I, 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 I agree with I agree with the techniques and the strategies, the methodology. I agree with that. What What is the biggest roadblock to, I would say, uh, even having the discussion of mental health? I think, you know, it's no longer taboo, right? Uh, but it's still like, in every sector, it's still like, you know, mm-hmm. what's the biggest challenge? I would say the biggest challenge to... Um, mental health or the biggest roadblock, as you put it, is, and there are a few, but the first thing that comes to my mind is the stigma that is associated with having a mental health issue. Um, When I talk about the stigma, I'm talking about the, the shame and the embarrassment that is associated with having a mental health issue. I think that there's still a lot of misinformation and lack of education regarding mental health. And so because it's something that we can't see, people doubt that it's real. And then on top of that, the way that mental health issues are often discussed within certain communities, certain homes, it tends to be very insensitive and lack compassion, right? And so in homes, and I'm sure we've all heard it, and some of us use those words, people say stuff like, this person is crazy, this person is stupid, this person is slow, this person is just acting up, mm-hmm. right? And those things, I think those things put us in a box, right? Put someone in a box to say, well, I don't want to come out and share that I'm also experiencing these things because this other person is being judged so harshly. Why would I want to now share with people that I'm also struggling with my own mental health? 
So I think as a result of that, people try to deal with their mental health privately and quietly mm. by self-medicating yeah. with drugs, with alcohol, you know, with other things that sometimes are just maladaptive coping skills rather than seeking the help of a professional. Right. And think about this. Like when we talk about challenges with mental health, we're talking about mental illness. Right. And we would never say to someone to deal with any other illness on their own. We would never say to someone, figure out how to deal with your asthma on your own, figure out how to deal with cancer or diabetes on your own. So we should never, you know, no one should ever feel like they needed to deal with their mental illness on their own. That should be dealt with and supported by a professional. Um, Other roadblocks that I think are present regarding um, mental health and mental illness is just learning how to navigate the healthcare system. Yeah. That in itself is a challenge. Not everyone knows how to do that. Um, I think long time ago, when people thought of going to therapy, they thought it was something that was only present for the rich. Mm. Because you think of going to talk to someone and spending two, three hundred dollars an hour. Nowadays, most health insurance pays for health, mental health services. Mm. A lot of therapists, including my practice, we accept health insurance. And so that that a lot of people still don't know that. A lot of people are still surprised that you can address your mental health and probably just be responsible for your copay. So that's important. I also think another roadblock is finding a therapist. Mm. Yeah. It's hard to find a therapist. It's even harder to find black therapists. It's harder to find therapists that you can relate to, that can relate to you, that understands your culture, that understands your language. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of people are afraid to seek help because they think they're going to be misunderstood. Right? So I think that again just to sum it up, there are many different roadblocks to mental health, the stigma, the lack of education, navigating the healthcare system and being able to find a therapist. I think those are some major roadblocks. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have no disagreement at all about it. I think um, as the siren goes by, living in Chicago is a, is a beautiful thing. <laughs> so, hopefully this will make the edit. I know. I am in New York, so yeah. <laughs> I'm in the middle of something. I'll be like, man, who is acting up today? You know, so, um, you know, <laughs> uh, dealing with the, the stigma of it. Um, you know, the word you know crazy because we only we only identify it as an illness when it is an extreme like outburst and usually at that point there's some type of violence or something negative to that degree right um seeing the warning signs Mm -hmm. i think it's hard because we don't want to flush out what are or what is causing these triggers and we also don't want to be responsible for the environments that we create right because i think also if the mind is interpreting data then that's what it does it interprets everything sensory uh, perceptions uh cold heat i mean the mind is literally a processing chip um it's only interpreting what is present right it's not interpreting what it's not so uh, the environmental factors that influence behavior, there's just a lack of responsibility across the board. And I think it's hard for, I think it's hard for the society to accept fault because nobody wants to be guilty. Everybody <laughs> wants to be, hey, well, well I, I got through it. I, I got, I got through it, you know, and that mentality, and I'm not against it. I'm not saying that we, you know, uh, placate to everything but at the same time we also have to realize the role in which we play all right and 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 a lot of this the second thing 
I think it is affordability. Um, there and that without getting to the economics of it all, but if you're particularly dealing with the BIPOC community that has an average household income of forty eight thousand, this is an service that is probably not feasible. So now we shift to well, what is feasible, you know, and behaviors that are detrimental um, or and it's an and or because this is where it gets interesting. I've been I've been thinking about the role of faith and how it interacts, particularly the you know Christianity, specifically Jesus. Right. Like, how does he interact with this? And that's a very singular focus. That's what I believe. So we'll talk about that. Right. And there are there's a lot of episodes of mental health in the Old and New Testament from Nebuchadnezzar eating grass to King Saul being so worried he'd have to have David play the harp to calm him down. You know, like now that you start going back at these things, you start realizing like these people were suffering (laughs) from mental health things. And I think and it's not that we can't spiritualize help because obviously he's the helper. Uh, but I think sometimes we we don't realize that you play a role in your own miracle. You play a part in it. And we can have God do everything, but there is a responsibility that we do towards him. And when the two are not aligned, you never really get transformation, right? Um, and I think sometimes maybe out of just traditions and correct me, you know, I think it's, it's easier for us to shift the weight unto God, not out of love. It'd be different. It was the language of love, but out of the lack of control, than it is to say, what do I need to do in conjunction with who you are? Right. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I agree with you, I agree with you that um, a lot of times we shift the weight to God because of, like you said, lack of control and this avoidance. We don't know what to do. And when we don't know what to do, we have been taught. And I grew up in a Christian household as well to leave it to God. Right. And um, so I think the, 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 the answer to some of this is that it doesn't have to be either or it doesn't have to be mental health or faith-based. I think that we need to learn to use both of them because your faith, your belief system, it's a tool. It is a tool to be able to get down your, on your knees and pray if that's what you believe in. It's a tool. And a lot of people will say that they feel more grounded when they pray. They feel more grounded when they tap into their Bible. You know, earlier I mentioned meditation and visualization and yoga. Those are all spiritual practices. So as a therapist, I encourage my clients to tap into and to find different spiritual practices that work for them. I think we have to take out the mindset again of either or. There are Christian-based therapists for those reasons, right? Because people don't want to feel like I can't talk about prayer with my therapist or I can't talk about my Bible or whatever it is. And there are lots of therapists out there who, again, just invite and encourage people to bring whatever tools that they have that have always worked for them to the work that that's being done and add it to the toolbox. Hmm. And figure out, okay, at what points do you tap into prayer? At what points do you tap into your faith and rely on that to help you? Because it is important. 
When you talk about tapping into the toolbox, um, and I think this is about association, you know, finding, I think, vetting the right therapist. Because I, I think a lot of times, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we don't we don't know. You know, like, uh, here's how I found my therapist. Uh, ZocDoc app, right? It was an app. I put in my insurance. Uh, a list of therapists came up. I was like, well, look, I don't want to travel. I want to meet remotely. So, you know, via digital, whatever. And then I started looking. I was like, well, I don't need that, you know, but the the licensing and the, the letters behind the names confused me. You know, some had this, some had that, some had this and that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't know. And then I met with a couple and I was just like, yeah, I don't know. This is going to be, uh, you know, it's, is there a criteria, like for those who are asking, like what is the criteria which somebody should go about selecting a, a therapist? So I would say think about finding your therapist like finding a partner. Sure. You're going to have your first date or two or three, and then you're going to say, ah, I want to continue seeing this person or I don't. Same thing with therapy. You're going to have your first session or two or three. And each time you're going to be assessing to see, is this person the right fit for me? And I think what you need to be thinking about or someone needs to be thinking about when they're finding a therapist is, do they understand me? Mm-hmm. Do they understand my culture? Even if they don't, are they open to listening and getting to know who, who I am? Or are there these preconceived notions that they are you know, judging me by? Sure. Right. So I think that that's a part of it. And do I feel comfortable opening up to this person? Do I have this sense of worry that um, this person is going to, you know, take what I said and next, you know, children's service is going to be in my home because, you know, I just said something where it's just like, that's not even what I meant. You know, so you have to feel comfortable with your therapist. It's kind of like finding a pastor. It's kind of like finding a church. I mean, it's the same kind of process. You'd be like, do I really see myself here? You know, <laughs> I, 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 like, I like the praise and worship team, but I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Yep. You have to feel at home with your church. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So there, I think there is a, a linkage uh, there. Got a couple more questions that I, <laughs> that I have that just kind of came to my mind mm-hmm. before, uh, from our sponsors. I literally just tried the best pre-workout on the planet. With Superpower pre-workout, you have increased focus and a power boost every single time you work out. It's not only packed with 225 milligrams of caffeine, but it also has citrulline and creatine. It's insane how much energy and focus I had during my workouts. If you're ready to take your workouts to the next level, then ditch your current pre-workout and get the superpower pre-workout to be your own hero. www.cvmkglobal.store, where it goes down, buy it today. Use code CVMK. (laughs) 15% 15% off. Just like the YouTube channel. Put it together. So, you know, we talk about unpacking that and we talk about trying to find somebody and, and finding this right uh, mm-hmm. fit. Um, but there's a... I think there is a process that most people don't want to go down. Um, your therapist or your pastor... And I believe it's an and-and approach. I don't believe it's an either-or. I believe you should have a pastor, and I believe you should have a therapist. And I believe, Absolutely. you know, you should be able to exchange information between the two. And then for your well-being, because you're a tripart uh, being, you should be able to have a more balanced and optimized life. Uh, and, a, and a trainer, and a trainer, right? So, so your pastor, your therapist, and your trainer. Um, um, but the process can be uh, a lot. It can be uh, 
to unpack somebody to go back from the beginning and um when somebody is trying to uh heal right uh healing isn't always cool right right like uh i remember one time i i messed my foot up no 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 no. i'll go i even recent i had back surgery in 2017 the healing process was not that cool i mean the 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 rehab trying to learn how to walk and run and jump and i was different i was different and adari would you would it be safe to say that most people are afraid of what healing looks like because you would have to operate in a new space yeah yeah um i would i would agree with that that people are afraid of the healing process because it's not always comfortable as a matter of fact most of the time it's very uncomfortable right um when and so you mentioned something earlier that people have to go back and talk about old things um that is not always and the only way to work through your trauma but a lot of times that is going to be a part of the way to work through your trauma it's important to remember that um this therapy is your time sure. and regardless of what your therapist is encouraging you to do you have the right to pace yourself you have the right to say to your therapist i want to slow down i'm not ready to go there today i can go there but i'm only going to go this far right and and talk through that of course your therapist i know i would be curious about why okay but usually we respect that right i'm never going to hear a client say to me this is too much and me just say well keep on going keep on going i understand that sometimes people when people say it's too much they know themselves and they know that it is too much and that's okay and we can pace ourselves or, or the client can pace themselves during therapy so i say that to say that yes working through trauma is very uncomfortable However, that doesn't mean that you have to shy away from therapy. It doesn't mean that you have to stop therapy because it's too much. That means that it's your opportunity to speak up and say, "Hey, I'd rather not go there at this session. Maybe next week, maybe at another time. This is too much." Right? Cuz the healing process, I think the other thing to think about is the healing process is not linear. Right? And so even if you are going at it and going at a pace whether it's comfortable or uncomfortable, there's going to be, you know, moments where it feels good and you're going to be laughing and talking. There are going to be moments where you're going to be crying. There are going to be moments where you thought that you made all this progress, but then something happened and you realize you went right back. Maybe not to square one, but somewhere where you thought you already healed from, and so you need to heal again from that. So it's a process and it's a journey. Hmm, the journey. There you said you wrote a journal. I'm interested. Uh what is the journal about? Uh, here is right there a guided <laughs> wellness I have it handy. so yes it's creating change a guided wellness journal and um the journal has different tools in there so i mentioned a toolbox earlier and so i came up with this journal when i thought about um you know i would give my clients homework assignments and suggest to them you know work on this work on that and even i would walk my clients through different exercises and a lot of times the feedback that i would get from clients is it's easier to do it with you in session but once they get off the um the zoom with me or leave my office they just kind of felt like they didn't know how to do it even though i explained it right and so i put together this 
journal. It's a guided wellness journal, but it has different tools in there. So it has adult coloring because that has become very popular. A lot of people, when they just need to um, find themselves, um, get feel grounded or just take their mind off of things, they like to doodle and they like to fidget. So there are adult coloring pages in there. There is um, customizable positive affirmations in there. Um, it teaches you how to create your own positive affirmations. There is a whole um, coping plan that there's a template for a coping plan for when you're feeling dysregulated, what to do for yourself and how to help yourself. And um, there is actual journal prompts for when people want to just come home in the evenings and write. Uh, there's a um, gratitude, a, a section for gratitude journaling. So this journal has a few things, but it's basically a book of tools to work through that people have found helpful. And, um, and of course, there's also some blank pages to just really free your mind and journal write. I like it. Like what, what inspired you to, I mean, obviously the work that you do, but you know, when it comes to creating any type of creative content, Mm -hmm. there is a thought before and an inception before. Yeah. Yeah. So the right, a thought before conception that leads to an inception that leads to this kind of manifested work. Um, so what, you know, throughout your your journey, throughout your professional career, what was like, man, I need to create something tangible that is an addition and an attachment mm-hmm. to what I'm providing as a service that mm-hmm. my clients and others can take with them and have more in their toolbox? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, as a therapist, I'm always saying to clients, you got to do the work, you got to do the work. And once again, clients have shared with me that doing the work outside of therapy is not easy. Mm. And after hearing so many people say that, I thought to myself, well, how can I make the work easier for them? How can I make it easier for them to apply some of the things that we've been talking about in session? And so I did um, some of the things that I've done, again, is create this journal that um, I I also use it in session with some of my clients and they have found it to be helpful. And I created a YouTube channel where um, I have certain breathing exercises and positive affirmations and stuff so, uh, so that people don't have to feel like they're alone trying to figure it out outside a session. So a lot of my clients will say, you know, I listened to those videos and I did my breath work. It was so much easier. I listened to the positive affirmations while I was driving. And now some of them are stuck in my head. And the ones that really stand out to me, I've written them down. I repeat them to myself often, you know, so I have been trying again to just give, um, I realize we live in a society where people want, like you said, tangible things and action-based things. And so I wanted to create that for clients so that they would have some things outside of sessions. I like it. Look, I'm I'm for the creative space. Obviously, this right here, right? So, uh, this is definitely needed, and definitely, I, I think it's a it's a value add that is rare. Uh, a lot of times, you know, you're giving suggested reading and whatnot, but it's not like it's coming from the source in which you're receiving help, right? And I, I think everything has its own um, marker. That it's kind of like a like steps to a building, right? Like one brick here, one brick there. But eventually you can build a path worth following. Right. So one more break and then we'll go sign off and we tell everybody within connect. Hey, what's up? It's CVMK33. Look, I want you to subscribe, hit the notification bell, subscribe here, 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 everywhere so you can get the latest and greatest of this podcast content. Stay tuned. All right, y'all. Subscribe, YouTube, CVMK, Instagram, CVMK underscore global it is I almost forgot my own handle it is what it is underscore show <laughs> where it goes down www.cbmkglobal.store so uh Nadaria, you have been absolutely amazing uh thank you again 
you know, if they wanted to connect, right? And they said, look, I need to begin the process, uh, interested in, you know, obtaining the journal. Where can they follow you? Where can they, you know, have these discussions and really start getting help? Sure. So I would say um, one of the easiest places to find me and to follow me is on Instagram at North No Therapy. Um, my website is also www.northnotherapy.com. Um, I'll put my business phone number out there, um, 929-366-7302. I do respond to text as well. And um, as far as the journal, it is going to be available this month. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, then you guys will see the post when I drop it and be able to find the link on where to find it. I'm also on um, YouTube, um, Nadaria John um, Therapy and Melanin. So you guys can find me there. Um, but I think a lot of people find me through Instagram, again, North No Therapy and TikTok. So I'm 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 a little bit of everywhere and trying to, you know, be out there on the social media. So you guys can find there me. There is everywhere, y'all. Connect with her NorthNotherapy.com. Hit her up on the ground. Uh that's where we connected, yo. Yes, yes amazing yes, stuff. Uh trust me, you need a therapist, and I recommend it, Daria John. Connect with her. Get, it drops this month, right? The journal yes. drops this month. Supporter, uh, support creative content, uh, support black authors. Just support. I always say support gets supported, right? Support gets supported. And if you want to keep supporting, and you want to keep listening to me, you know what you got to do. YouTube, CBMK, Instagram, it is what it is, underscore show, CBMK33, CBMK underscore global, TikTok, CBMK global. It's the same thing, y'all. CBMK. Come on now. Put it together. CBMK global dot store where it goes down. And until next time, guys. If you think exercise alone got me looking like this, well, think again. CBMK Global Super Thick got me right. I'm obsessed, and yeah, I won't stop talking about it because it helped me grow in all the right places. Its creatine provides a fast and reliable way to increase your power, size, and shape, and it's scientifically proven to help you reach your physical goals in a safe, controlled manner. So if you want to increase muscle size, pump, and thickness in your muscle groups, you need Super Thick.